welcome to Martini Shot, a podcast production of Nanico Studios. I'm Jordan. And I'm Sarah. And this is... It's been a minute, Sarah. It's been yeah, a minute. Yeah, this, this feels like an impromptu uh, podcast episode, but also it's a really nice start to jump back into the groove of things as well. So, Yeah, I feel like... Uh, actually... I was going to say, I feel like we need to ask for pre- preemptive forgiveness if this is like a little mm-hmm. off pace. But you know what? I also, we're, I don't, I'm choosing not to care. I think we're going to have a great time. We have yeah. a lot to talk yeah. about. Sarah, what yes. are we talking about today? We are talking about the greatest event of the year, I think, that has <laughs> happened. And that is the 2022 Oscars. Because a lot did happen. And I think we need to discuss some of the elements that were seen <laughs> in that wild wild okay oh well i don't know maybe i'm going off book already and we're gonna mess everything up but i will say (laughs) i um properly sat down and like watched the whole thing because fun behind the scenes fact i did not watch it live um i couldn't and then all of a sudden my phone was blowing up with all these twitter things and i was like what is happening at the oscars and um some frantic texts to sarah later and uh so i but i will say i honestly thought besides the incident tm um or the slap i think you actually put in the notes as like capital s and i thought that was really funny um i thought that the it had a lot of heart like a lot like bes- you know besides yeah. the incident i think that there was a it, there was i'm not i actually wrote it down too in, the, in my notes um i might have cried like teared up a couple times there's yeah. some really nice things so yeah and i i don't i don't think we're gonna like get in too much detail of what exactly happened because I think that would be overshadowing all of the great events that happened. Uh, a lot of firsts um, as far as awards go, which is really exciting and I can't wait to uh, discuss later. Yes, no, for sure. And I, I, that's well, that's actually really beautifully put, Sarah. I, I couldn't agree more. Focus on all the beautiful things that happened. Yes. Um, <laughs> I know, so, bef- so a little bit like behind the scenes, Sarah put together this great Google Doc um, before the Oscars happened, w- in which we each kind of put our predictions down. Um, and then, which is actually kind of like my favorite part, was kind of like th- our, our thoughts about maybe mm-hmm. who, if we were members of the Academy, who we would have, you know, uh, tried for, we would have put our flags in the ground. Um, Sarah, what were you... Please, please share with me. I know you have some opinions on this. Yes, share yes, with yes. me um, some of what you might consider like your biggest. Can I say snubs? Is that too like inciting for this podcast? Like the biggest snubs. <laughs> yeah. Um, so first off, I um, fortunately was able to see a lot of these films at our film festival that we have in Savannah, um, and I thought Spencer was a very interesting film. Um, it was a very interesting take on Princess Diana and a lot of. Uh, I, I don't know how to explain a lot of the things that possibly went through her mind. It was a very interesting interpretation of the character. Um, and I did get mixed reviews because of that. Um, but regardless of the actual story, I think uh, the cinematography of Spencer was actually quite incredible. And obviously Kristen Stewart was amazing. And she was up for a... A uh, nomination, but did not win, um, as we all know. Very sad. But I was surprised that the cinematography was not nominated. Um, that was kind of a shocking bit to me. Um, and then we saw uh, House of Gucci, and I thought Lady Gaga was incredible as Best Actress. Uh, again, another film that had a lot of mixed reviews. Um, I know, I don't know, some of the other characters and actors in the film maybe weren't as up to par, but I still think she did a really good job. Um, and final uh, and biggest pet peeve and complaint is that Come On, Come On didn't get nominated for anything. Literally any category. I mean, cinematography, director, actors, best picture, best uh, original screenplay, like none. I was quite shocked to see that. Um and a little disappointed because it was one of my favorite films of the year. So, a hundred percent. Like when I saw Come On, Come On in theaters, I, I think I texted you. I was, cr- I was crying. I thought it was just the most mm-hmm. heartfelt, pure film. Like to your point, that I've probably seen. I would say like that I've seen all year. And so when it was absolutely ignored yes. at the, uh, I-, I was shocked. I thought it would for sure. It was an in my mind, I was like, oh, this is an easy best picture nom. Definitely some, yeah. probably some love for Joaquin Phoenix. And then also I thought Woody knew, um, what is his name? Woody, Woody Norman. 
um, who played a uh, little boy. Forgive me for not remembering mm. the character name. <laughs> um, uh, I thought he did a phenomenal job. So I was even yeah. thinking maybe like a best supporting or something. Um, so yeah, that was the biggest. Sh- it was like honestly just shocking. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this is a beautiful piece. Not to say that there ever, you know, the other films weren't beautiful, but this was just so special. I, I, I still mm-hmm. kind of am like reeling in my, in my head. I'm not over it. I'm not, have not recovered. <laughs> I know. Yeah. What were some of your other snubs that you? I was of? surprised, and maybe just because I have a lot of love for Sean Baker. I think that he, I really like him as a director when it comes to just his pieces feel really raw, and I, and mm-hmm. I. And I was I was hoping for some love for him for Red Rocket. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe it wasn't like okay, it was more of like a, oh I wish as opposed to come on come on. I was like wait are you kidding? Um, so I was I was surprised that once again like Sean Baker wasn't there wasn't like any love for him for Red Rocket. Um, and also I know this is like this I think maybe is a com- oh actually no I don't even I feel like if I had a, like the conversation I want to have about this it's gonna go way too into that like film snobby kind of like uh, like conversation that everyone hates um, as they should because it's like really obnoxious um but I was su- kind of surprised the fresh dispatch didn't get anything like even like I was thinking like production design was like a was a for sure like give Wes Anderson some love um I don't know. Did Wes Anderson not Wes Anderson himself? I don't know. So I know, and I know that's like that's one. Maybe that conversation is better reserved for, um, uh, you know, like the cinephiles out there. But I, w- I was a little surprised about that. But yeah, once again, like come on, come on was was the actual in my mind the actual upset as oh no, yeah. I I was by I was buying for it so hard. So yeah, I and I mean not to get I mean too argumentative about this but it has similar themes of coda and I know they're like two completely stories but at the end of the day they're both uh stories about family issues and and um relationships so with the similar themes in that film I'm surprised that it wasn't nominated as well yeah and particularly like you know it's an A24 which I feel like usually performs well you know as well mm-hmm. and yeah um, yes, that's one that I, I don't know. I have, I have thoughts, um, as, as if like the Academy cares about the mm-hmm. opinions of Jordan Gum, but, um, that's when I was, I was just sad because I think that, that deserved a, some recognition, um, just because I, once again, like I thought it was, it was my, one of the best films I've seen in the past six months or so. So, so how did we do overall though? Like I, I was trying to do the math about like oh, our predictions. Uh, you actually won my friend. You <laughs> Yes, and this is, a, I guess, a good start to this conversation topic. You won because you guessed a lot of the categories um, that Dune ended up winning. And that was my biggest shock was at how many wins Dune won. And they were the leading film um, of all the technical uh, nominations and things. Let's talk about that for a second because this was a situation where, I don't know, it, I don't know. It always feels weird to like talk about like your opinions, particularly when it feels like, you know, a podcast is like a public Mm -hmm. platform because I have, I can't of course have anything but respect for all of these artists. Um, I was really surprised that Dune, not that Dune, Dune was an incredible film. I think we talked about it before. Like I like sound to me was like the automatic, like, you know, shoe in for sure. That's incredible sound design. But I was, even if I picked some of them just because like they were like gut feelings, I was still kind of surprised. And once again, I still feel like cinematography, the fact that Dune took cinematography really, really surprised me. Not not to speak ill of Dune cinematography, just because mm-hmm. that was such a, I thought it was such a strong category. That- yeah, no, same. Yeah, I think, I mean, cinematography was like a shock to me. Um, What else? I mean, it's just, Production design was interesting because uh, I thought that would have gone to West Side Story, in my opinion, but I was clearly wrong. <laughs> and uh, things like uh, visual visual effects is a very touchy category because mm. it's always who you don't expect to win. Um, I obviously was rooting for Spider-Man. I thought Free Guy was pretty impressive, and that's why I chose that. But again, Dune won that category as well. So, Yeah, that which once again, like I was... I expected it to like do well, but I couldn't. It like swept. Like I was, I was, like impressed and like you know shocked in like a positive way, um, for how 
well. Like even like honestly, even score like score to me was kind of like when we were you know doing our predictions. Yeah, yeah. I was like. I don't know. I felt like a wrong, it felt wrong, but it felt right in a way. So that's why I was like, oh, maybe it will. And I was so, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, when you're like, oh yeah, I put my flag in the ground behind this. I knew this was, you know, I, that's, you feel good about your prediction. That's why I don't mm-hmm. feel like this like is deserved because some of them were, I was like squinting my like eyes and I was like grating my teeth. Yeah. And I was like, maybe. maybe. Um, so Yeah. Um, but some of them are, I would love to talk a little bit about that's if I can just like, yeah, um, have a little like positive rant. Speaking of West Side Story, mm-hmm. I am so happy that West Side Story got some love. Maybe we talked about this before. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe not. But I, okay, going to see West Side Story, I went to see it with some friends like the weekend it came out. And I'm a huge fan of movie musicals without I mean, this is an obvious thing. I'm a huge fan of Steven Spielberg. <laughs> um, <laughs> even um, Rachel, oh my gosh, now I'm blanking. Um, Rachel Zegler? Zegler? Yes. Zegler? Um, I remember her like watching her like YouTube videos. Anyway, going into seeing West Side Story, I was kind of like prepared to like have a good time. But I've been, I don't know, I haven't really vibed with a lot of the movie musicals that have come out in the past ten, eight or 10 years. West Side Story blew me away. I like was in shock after so I was like this is incredible I was like this like mm-hmm. complete was uh this was everything that the movie musicals needed this is like Rogers and Hammerstein are like applauding from their grave um just it, it just felt like I mean it's of course it's Steven Spielberg it was incredible yes. and so <laughs> I was so happy to see West Side Story I get some love because I mean and I w- it was weird because I feel like when I was reading the reviews after opening weekend, they were kind of, you know, middle of the road when I was like, mm-hmm. what do you mean? This 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 is the, the best movie musical that's come out in 10 years. Um, so to see and not only uh, get some some great noms, including Best Picture, but to see. Um, oh, no, I'm so bad with names. Ariana <laughs> uh, DeBose. Oh, my gosh. This is where I embarrass myself. I should. I need to yes, write, like... Um, I, I do not know, know how to pronounce her name. Usually, I, like, listen to it, and then I overthink it, and so that mm-hmm. now I'm, like, nervous to say names. Um, but I'm so, so, so happy that she took Best Supporting Actress. Because when I saw your... That was who I was hoping for. And um, when I... So... But that was one where I was thinking, oh, this is, I just want this. I don't know if this is going to happen. But this is what I want. And I'm just so right. happy it all worked out. Yeah. So, and honestly, I'm in, in to jump into my next like little topic here. Like uh, for all of the acting categories, uh, this was all kind of pre-notioned by the SAG Awards that happened. Mm. Um, both leads and both supporting categories uh, also won in the SAG Awards. So, which was honestly great. Um, and and it, my surprise was Jessica Chastain because obviously Jessica won uh, the SAG Award. I was voting for Kristen Stewart in the Oscars Same. because she was not nominated in the SAG category. Uh, and I should have known. I should have known that Jessica was going to win um, because it's, it's not always the case. But most of the time, um, if you look at the SAG Awards, it's kind of like a hint of what people are thinking about. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> So I'm going to put you on the spot and I'm, it's an unfair question because I don't know the answer for myself, but when it comes to your Oscar predictions for this year, how many do you think were ones you thought would win versus ones you like just wanted to win or, you know, third category was the overlap? You know what I'm saying? Does that make any, I don't know if that makes sense. Um, for the... Hmm. For the the acting category, they were all people who I thought was gonna win, not necessarily who I wanted to win. Sure. Um, Coda uh, for best picture was um, not who I immediately thought of, um, but I'm still glad that they won. I was actually kind of rooting for The Power of the Dog um, because I think that was an incredible film that came out this year. Um, in contrast, for best director. Jane Campion, who directed Power of the Dog, I was a little bit surprised that she won. And it's incredible that she did because it's our third female director and it's the second year in the row uh, that a female has won. Incredible. Um, But I was actually kind of rooting for Kenneth for Belfast to win. Um, So it was a mixture. It was a mixture of um, 
people who I expected to win because I did want to get as many right wins on this prediction sheet but also there's a couple in there that I kind of like slid in I was like I'm rooting for you but uh, yeah, yeah I think that, that just goes to show like obviously how it's all like subjective and even like um during the Oscars when they did a bit or did a segment um with kind of like the audience favorites and I know that's mm-hmm. where like obviously this is where I bring up um Andrew Garfield <laughs> um because I think that's such an interesting conversation you know versus like the fan favorites versus like what the Academy says or when those overlap. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I have such a love. I don't, I, I feel like this is actually more your conversation. It um, is. <laughs> so let me, let me just open the floor. Uh, Sarah Layden, can you please give us your thoughts on Andrew Garfield, please? Uh, incredible person, incredible human being. Um, no, <laughs> um, no I, I'm blushing. No, um, I think Tick, Tick, Boom was an amazing film. Um, and I'm, also a little surprised that it wasn't nominated for more categories as well. Like that could technically be counted as a snub um, because um, Robin de Jesus, who was incredible in that film, should have also been in the Best Supporting Actors category and possibly could have had a fighting chance with uh, Troy Kotzer. So, um, but um, the conversation is to Andrew Garfield. Like there's a whole story about... Um, he didn't know how to sing before this movie and he was training and all of the stuff just to play this one character, um, Jonathan Larson. And I just thought that was incredible. Um, it's those stories and like the processes of how actors work, um, to create a film that really, I think puts meaning behind winning an Oscar to me. Um, so yeah, that's, I was, I was rooting for him. I was kind of expecting him to not win, unfortunately, just because I kind of knew Will Smith had it in the bag. Um, but I was still rooting for him nonetheless. A hundred percent. I think that's a, that's a beautiful point. Um, and I mean, I feel like this is in any Andrew Garfield film that I've seen, but particularly with Tick, Tick, Boom, um, there is such this like openness and rawness that I think really comes across, um, mm-hmm. which is, and I think that's an incredible, I think anybody who's in, like an artist or in the creative industries, I think, I don't know about you, Sarah, but I bawled through like half that movie. Yes. Um, I was like, that's, this is like an artist. This is a movie for mm-hmm. artists. Um, yeah. And I think that was such a um, b- beautiful, you know, and once again, I think that c- goes back to, granted, I'm not any solo any selection committee <laughs> sorry um, any selection. <laughs> so um for the benefit of the listening audience i am in office with motion sensitive lights and sometimes the lights go out anyway um i think it go- goes back to like thinking of like how these films are, are these people or these you know um professional technicians behind the films are selected for awards like this like how does it track between like you know um mm-hmm greater appeal versus like niche audience and i think well the 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 conclusion of my rant here is that i would never actually would want to ever be in any of these selection committees (laughs) i don't know how you choose yeah it's terribly hard i mean and a lot of the actors say like it's just an honor just to be nominated in general like even if they don't win it's already an incredible feat for you to be nominated for something so um yeah I respect all these actors and couldn't imagine choosing because it's terribly hard to do. (laughs) Um, But yeah. Um, So I guess jumping off of the Andrew Garfield topic, who was also (laughs) in the eyes of Tammy Faye, how did you feel about those wins? With Tammy Faye? Yes. Oh, I I was rooting for that. Like, I think that's... There's something even just about... um, Like, how that film feels. It feels feels like a documentary in a weird way it feels like it was there's something about it that just like you watch it and you're like ah I get it and Mm -hmm. I think that that only speaks to the commitment of obviously like the makeup and and costume team um or sorry makeup and hair team but as obviously as well the the talent on that film I think it just Mm -hmm. there's and I granted I am not an actress that never have been I don't understand um person I can you know intellectually understand but not personally understand the process of becoming mm-hmm. a character or particularly when we're talking about like um you know when you're portraying a real person how you get into that headspace mm-hmm. and instill sometimes how make it performance in the, your own and I think that just speaks to 
the talents of you know these casts to to do it in such a way that feels so tangible and, and real. Um, I think that's what's really fascinating. And even when you look at the the um, the people nominated um, in these actors and actresses category, you know several most if i mm-hmm. if i i'm trying to like do math in my head real quick um are you know portraying a real life person which i think yeah. maybe just speaks to the art of that and um yeah it can be interesting. i think that was that was one that i i don't want to say it like that film fell under the radar because obviously i think i got like a you know a proper wide release um mm-hmm. but i think because it's what I don't, know how to, I don't know how to contextualize it, but I'm glad that it got its its time and its space as well. Um, yeah. Particularly in a, you know, in a award ceremony that usually uh, honors, you know, whether it's grander films or more heartfelt film. This is just like a nice film that I'm glad had it has a space as well, if that makes any sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and once again, that, that that freaking makeup team is incredible. <laughs> you know, it's that, and I know that now I'm switching completely away from the Oscars. Um, I can't stay on topic, but moving now <laughs> to um, Hulu and the uh, Pamela Anderson uh, Hulu series, like still with that, like the, yeah. commit, the the artistry of these, well, I don't know, is it art? Is it is it technicality? Is it both? Um, to take real people and put it you know in film that we can we can see now it just is incredible to me yeah. so yeah i was happy to see but okay to answer your actual question in a very concise way <laughs> yes i was very glad to see um it takes some wins <laughs> <laughs> yes um let's see what should we dive into first um to be perfectly honest i am not too familiar with any of the shorts uh, that one, uh, I'm not really usually watching animated or the documentary uh, side of things, um, but I was glad that um, Summer of Soul won Best Documentary Feature because that was something that also um, aired at the festival when Questlove actually oh. came and got to talk about it, which was really incredible. So, um, Can you yes. talk <laughs> about your experience with Questlove? Okay, because I feel like he's this really genuine, like authentic person were you what was your um i guess you know so you heard him speak or i did not i did not hear him speak i was not in the room unfortunately but he did come here that's so Um, cool and he i think he just i don't know he just has like a warm personality um he's like a gentle giant of i guess you could call him no that's beautiful (laughs) i like that yeah he's yeah i think and i always thought of him as a musician to be honest and i never really thought of him as a filmmaker um, so it's awesome to see him like come out with a piece like this and to win, um, which is amazing. And yeah. I, I know he had a great team behind him too. So, yeah. It felt like there were a lot of first time nominated, first time win kind of situations. Uh, and once mm-hmm. again, maybe I could be mistaken and this is just like par for the course, but it felt like there was a lot of new faces or new to, you know, the film side faces. Yeah. And it was cool to see. I think I don't know. I, I love listening to the acceptance speeches and even Quest loves. I think uh, I wrote notes um, for everyone that made me like cry, and that was probably <laughs> one of them. I'm um, just because he just has like like you say a gentle giant. Like he's a beautiful spirit. Um, when it comes to the shorts, they're kind of hard because some of them you can't actually access. Um, some yeah. of them are on YouTube. Some of them are on Vimeo. Um, but some aren't, um, but I actually was, I watched the, the live action shorts, the ones that were available. Um, Mm -hmm. and I was pulling for the long goodbye because I think it's, it's actually on YouTube free to watch. Um, I I think it's like a, just a really wonderful short film, obviously a very powerful story. I think it's also like very powerfully told. It kind of, to me, swings just outside of like conventional filmmaking Mm -hmm. that makes it like really interesting and fresh, um, but still like palpable to maybe like more people are comfortable with like more traditional like styles. And that's what I think that that's this a whole nother episode, but this is what I think is like the the beauty of like short filmmaking anyway is that you have mm-hmm. that like freedom to you know stretch a little and i think that does a great job and, and once again though the story itself is i think just a really powerful story so i was really happy to see that um 
when it comes to the documentary shorts, I yeah, I wasn't too familiar with them, except I was reading the like the long line or the synopsis for when we were bullies and it sounded really mm-hmm. intriguing. And it actually today we're recording this on March 30th. Um, it premieres on HBO Max tonight. So Whoa. I'll have to check it out then. Yes, 9 p.m. Um, I'm actually, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's like, it, it feels like a, just from watching the trailer, it feels like a, um, oh shoot, what's his name? Uh, you know, like, uh, Casey Neistat and Neve from Catfish and is it Max? Mm-hmm. Is that the guy with him as partner? Maybe I'm, uh, I'm throwing the spot. Um, I think so. Like Max, uh, his name is slipped my yeah. head. But it feels like one of like a Max or like a Casey Neistat style, like HBO short doc. It has a, it feels cool. And the story is kind of interesting. So yeah, I'm excited to see that. Awesome. Yeah. And again, it unfortunately didn't win, but like for it to be nominated in this category is incredible. So I'm definitely going to be checking that out tonight. So yeah, I think because like. I think, yeah, when it comes to the short films, there's so many. And to see them, like, looking at the ones that win, you know, and you look uh, from years, it always, the genres are always so different. And I'm like, that that's a, I feel like it's a hard category Mm -hmm. to to win, whether it's um, live action, animated, or uh, even like the doc shorts. Um, but I was glad. I don't know if they were able to show the acceptance speeches on like the live show, but I was able to watch them in the replay, which I always thought. I knew that there was like some contention. Ooh. <laughs> with um, uh, yeah, I'm very upset. Um, I think their excuse was for COVID reasons, but I don't know why extending the Oscars just a little bit longer for that would ruin it if they're all in the same room anyway. Because it, yeah. it wasn't aired, but they were they were still accepting their things off air. It didn't make any sense to me. But I'm a little yeah. peeved about that um, because editing obviously was like one of the categories that wasn't, uh, you know, talked about and publicly um, on air. And I'm kind of like an editor, <laughs> kind of sort of. <laughs> uh, no, you uh, are. And, Claim that. Yeah, that's like it's a really important category to me. Um, and I'm still I'm still waiting for the day stunts are included in the Oscars because I think the amount of like. I don't know, manpower that goes into stunts and the process of, you know, risking your body. And I feel like we need to recognize those people who are in that field more. Um, so Absolutely. to the Academy well Awards, said. you guys need to figure <laughs> anyone's Obviously out there listening. Obviously an avid listener of ours. Big, yes. They're big fans. <laughs> yes. They're one of our five listeners. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll, we'll send them like a nice little like press package. Um, yeah. But, like for your consideration, yeah. include uh, stunts as, per- well, what is it stunt performers? What's the proper um, classification? I don't know. Um, you usually refer to them as stuntmen, but I don't know if that's like the correct proper term. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Stunt people. Um, yeah, but, folk. <laughs> but it was, it was, um, yeah, this was super fun. I'm just going to name it and claim it now. So where I feel like this is our first annual Oscars, oh, um, yeah. discussion. I feel like next year we're going to have to amp it up and do like a live reaction, which kind of oh, scares me, but yeah, <laughs> you know, if there's anything I've taken from this, anything can literally happen. So, you know, literally. a little live like yeah live recording cause some drama you know that'd be fun (laughs) crazy and what's even oh my gosh um yeah wild but yeah i think it was like once again besides like i know there's a lot of um controversy with the slap but i do think that besides that it was a beautiful night i really loved all of the um I uh, like the homages to like the Godfather yeah. and uh, James Bond. Yeah. It was cool. Like, yeah, there were a lot of like little fun moments in between. Did you have any like favorite performances or things <gasps> like that? I do have thoughts. Um, let's, okay. I mean, this is goes without saying, saying, but Beyonce opening this show. I mean, what more could the people want? I thought that was beautiful. I think it's a beautiful song, obviously. And even just like the tennis ball green, like 
like costumes were just yeah sure maybe it was like on the nose i don't care i ate that up i thought it was delicious and lovely (laughs) ivy made her first like live performance which was cool so so fun yeah budding artist we we that's cool like to see and then to have that yeah that was that's always cool too to see like the uh you know the new and the old and that was i think was so fun about tonight about um this year's oscars was that you have like these legends on stage with these like newbies and it's such it makes such a cool dynamic Mm-hmm. Which I, yeah, yeah for sure i love that um let's talk about uh the encanto song um that was um. not even <laughs> submitted for consideration for uh our best original song but went viral and then yeah. now is on the i think that that to that and we can get into this other bit in a minute but that and coda taking best picture i think speak very much to maybe where things are headed <laughs> yeah for sure um I think there's a lot of good things on the horizon when we're making steps towards inclusivity. Um, I I did see a TikTok though, and it was like, I, I, I they had obviously translators, and I don't know what the proper word is, like people who sign, obviously for those in CODA, but none throughout the rest of the Oscars, mm-hmm. as if like deaf people only want to see that and only that part of the Oscars, which is a little frustrating. Um, but nonetheless, I think, um, when we see more films like Coda, I think I'm just, just good things, you know, uh, it's also like the first film, um, on a streaming service to win, um, which kind of changes the shift for things and how things on Netflix and, um, Hulu and HBO and this was on Apple are perceived. So absolutely. I think that's like a, a really interesting point, particularly with Apple being the one to claim that title um, after, you know, Netflix and um, other streaming services have been kind of churning them out for a few years. Um, yeah. The thing, I, and I was reading a really interesting article, um, so I can't take credit for this perspective at all, but it was um, in the vein of that about um, like when it comes to like uh, Apple's commitment to their like selection and their curation mm-hmm. process and how that, um, has you know enabled them to be the first to take that best picture award i think that's i think it's just gonna be really interesting to see how how things play out in years to come is this going to be the new trend because or is it or you know is it going to oscillate year and year and even like other like ancillary conversations that i've like i think actually to be honest probably through tiktok or twitter i've seen with that Mm -hmm. um and i never considered this before but the fact that um, it's an Apple original film only available on Apple um, TV Plus, uh, librarians, uh, there's some, been some librarians who have spoken out about how uh, it, they can't carry those in libraries. So people people have called, you know, after the after Sunday night or Monday, I guess, um, people were calling some libraries saying like, hey, can I reserve, you know, I, I saw that this movie Coda won Best Picture. I want to watch it. And they're like, oh, we don't have it because it's not something that has, uh, has and sure, maybe down the line there will be, you know, maybe a physical distribution will be, will be a thing. But I thought that was like a very interesting, once again, just an interesting conversation um, to come out of, of that but yeah i think it's like a, i think it's super cool you know how i feel about like digital um studios um nanico obviously one of them and uh <laughs> i think it's it's so it's so fun to see you know even if, no i guess in the grand scheme of things no one's considering apple to be the underdog knowing what yeah. apple is and who apple is but in 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 some regards um when we're talking about like a baby streaming service versus these like um goliaths of you know Hollywood uh, regime is really cool to mm-hmm. see. Yeah. I, I'm all about it. And I think once again, it just, it just speaking about also back to like um, Coda and the themes. And um, I think it just goes, it goes to uh, say again about giving the platform to, to new voices, to diverse voices um, and people from, from different backgrounds and how it's, how uh, there's, I guess a, a there's more access than there was even five, 10 years ago to um, yeah. diverse storytelling. So I, I'm super, I'm super stoked. But once again, I think it's a cool, uh, oh my gosh, the, the film, the, the uh, cinephile's favorite word, a cool juxtaposition um, <laughs> and to have like, you know, moments like, like Coda and then what, and then having like Liza Minnelli presenting that award, like to have, you know, that like the legends yeah. versus the newbies on this scene, I think is just, it's just a really cool 
cool moment. Yeah. So yeah, I love And that. shout out to Lady Gaga for being like a an amazing human being. Um <laughs> because I don't know, she just uh, I don't know. I I love Lady Gaga, so well, I think what's so it's been so fun to see Lady Gaga when we're talking about Liza Minnelli, we're talking about um, Tony Bennett. Is, um, you know, we're all human, and we all like just want to be treated like human, to be treated with dignity and respect. And I think she makes she does that very intentionally, but without making it uh, making it like a a thing. You know, it's like mm-hmm. no. Yeah, we're all people, and we, I will treat you like people. And I think that's something, something, and just to put uh, other people at ease when maybe they're in a very uncomfortable situation or yeah. overwhelming. That I think that's that speaks greatly to you know her character. And I, I was that was an, okay. I should probably have like a tally of how many times I like start crying during the, the, the Oscars <laughs> because I was sitting there and I was like, oh, it's just so beautiful. Like humanity, we are all people. We just want to be loved mm-hmm. and to be, and you know, anyway. Um, and then of course, then Coda wins and I'm just like this basket case. So, but, um, yeah, yeah, but to go back (laughs) to another streaming services, best picture nominated film, I think we both were pulling for the power of the dog. Um, my memory serves Uh, me correctly. Incredible. Um, and I think that was honestly probably one of the more shocking things is that, that it didn't win as much as we anticipated it to. Um, I think they only came out with best director if i'm correct i think that's fair Um, yeah because i mean it was nominated for a lot like almost every category and it's a little shocking that it uh i didn't turn out that way um but again coda is still incredible and i still swear by it like um up against a lot of talented films um jane campion is really interesting director because uh i don't know if you saw the documentary um on netflix it's like 20 minutes long so it's not much of a documentary but it's just like showing her process and how she works with uh benedict cumberbatch and Kristen dunst and all those actors um we actually i actually watched it for an assignment on how to work with actors um and she's she's so the way she works is so cool and i think this is why she won best director is because uh she lets um her actors roam the space and they kind of form the character you kind of just watch them uh you watch like benedict start as benedict and he just kind of like transforms into this like western cowboy kind of dude um just by playing with the costumes and um the space and she's very much like one of those directors that is like if you have an idea if you want to try something go for it and we can like roll off of that and if it doesn't work it doesn't work but i mean she she i don't know the way she works is really cool and I obviously didn't see it beforehand, uh, but now after she won that Oscar, I'm like, yeah, I totally understand why, and she deserves it. Um, I was not familiar of said documentary, and now <laughs> I'm like, right, that sounds, that's so, I, there's nothing, I love, you know, I think we all appreciate and love, like, behind the scenes stuff, but particularly when you can see, like, artist process. Um, So cool, yeah, and I think, yeah, I think that, like, you know, when you hear, when you read, like, the log line, you're like, oh, it's in, like, a Western adaptation. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, sure. But it's it, it feels so new and, yeah, uh, yeah very eerie, very, <laughs> like, I, it made me way more uncomfortable than I anticipated um, yeah. just because of, like, the pacing of it. But, like, obviously, like, in a, in a good way, uncomfortable. Um, but, yeah, and I think, too, if I'm not, I could be mistaken on this point, but I feel like it felt that the power of the dog was kind of like the favorite to win. Maybe that's it a, was a, okay. Cool. I would agree. We had a uh, a little bit of a discussion, as one film class does, <laughs> and um, it was like we were getting off topic, and we were just talking about the Oscars that were coming up. Uh, so this was like back in February, um, and my professor was like, "Yeah, I think." based on this list, I think the power of the dog's going to win. And uh, we were all like kind of like agreeing with him because we're like, we're like, you know, checking off the reasons why we think one and one would work versus one probably wouldn't win and, you know, the whole thing. But it's all subjective because sure. everyone has opinions. Um, but I, I agree with him. I was like, yeah, I think the power of the dog has the potential to win too. And it's currently, I think, the favorite out of all of these. Um, but then it didn't. 
So that was interesting. But I think, again, for the millionth time, I think Coda put up a, like a good fight and won, I think, because that was another favorite. That wasn't, uh, I, I w- to be honest, I'll say that probably wasn't as popular as Power of the Dog just because I think it is on Apple and I don't think as many people watch Apple. Um, so I think that's the reason it went under the radar for a lot of people. I think that's a fair point. Um, I didn't think of that, but you're right. I feel like Netflix is a, more of a household streaming service than um, Apple TV+. And something that I think is cool about Coda, I feel like the people who I've talked to that were, that saw it and loved it, even obviously before the Oscars, um, were people that wouldn't necessarily consider themselves to be like, you know, film fanatics. And I think mm-hmm. that's cool to have a best picture because, you know, sometimes the best picture can be more of like an artistic piece that might not yeah. settle as well with people that, you know, are more might consider themselves more just like mainstream film enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. So I think that was cool that it um, obviously straddled both of those types of audiences um, and yeah, yeah and it just feels like an underdog story. Um, <laughs> hearing them talk about like, you know, even in the acceptance speeches about the difficulties of making it. Um, I know, I think it's like, it's like Apple bought it for like 25 million or something. So it's like, <laughs> well, what do you mean an underdog? But, um, but it's still, it, it, I think it, it feels like an underdog film. Like, you know, it feels yeah, like sure. they, they struggle to, to get it to happen, which I think translates um in the in the best way um on screen so i'm interested to hear um because i think you have a really cool perspective as a student in a film program what a 20 year old what what are other students um your friends or your classmates what are what what are the thoughts what's the consensus um consensus on best picture and like the favorite to win or sure i'm I'm, in general as just general when it comes to the oscars like what's what's the vibe um okay among the film students for sure for sure um so we (laughs) i'm well if you talk to my professor he'll tell you it's a show for very wealthy people um he's not a favorite of the show um but nonetheless, we all have to agree whether the politics of it, these films are here because they mean something to people and because they're really, really good and well done. Um, again, subjective. People have their opinions. Um, but yeah, uh, as far as like the student population goes, um, looking at the list, Dune was a mixed batch between us. Uh, there were some people who hated it and there were some people that loved it. So Interesting. It was, that was, yeah, um, I am I feel indifferent about it honestly. Um the sound design is incredible. The music is incredible. Uh performances. I think Oscar Isaac was probably the best actor in that film. Um but again, to recap a little bit, I was shocked by the amount of wins it won. Uh so I do feel indifferent about it, but some people like completely hated the story and thought it was way too long and things like that. Um looking down the list west side story and i hate to tell you was also like a mixed bag a lot of people didn't like it unacceptable um, opinion I'm just yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> um i think the favorite out of this list from at least my class that i had last quarter i think belfast was a good good one amongst that's people. fair that's fair um and I, I maybe maybe it was because it was also at the film festival and people I don't know, feel more uh, partial to people who've come visited because uh, I forgive me if I mispronounce his last name, but Kenneth Ronoff, I think uh, he visited and he he won uh, like an award SCAD gave him and then the film premiered. Um, so that was really cool. And uh, he's a he's a great director. I love him as a director. Um, so, yeah, I, things like original uh, uh, screenplay and, you know, best director i was rooting for that um trying to think i really liked uh the lost daughter that's also on netflix it was nominated for best actress and uh, best adapted screenplay um but i don't think it had a fighting chance against some of its competitors but i still think it's a really good standalone film if you're up to watching it on netflix um and i'm trying to 
scroll through this list. I think the other thing that, I mean, I this, actually this goes to exactly your point um, with the lost daughter is I really love uh, the cinematography of the tragedy of Macbeth. Yeah, and yeah. I think there's something about that black and white that's just done so damn well. I think it's like it manages to have like this silkiness to it, but it's still like a mm-hmm. really sharp contrast. I don't know. Yeah. That's that's another like tasty. I'll eat that all day. Um, <laughs> it was like ah, I don't think it'll win for cinematography, but I just want to put it out there that yeah. I like. I see you. Macbeth, I respect it. 100%. I love it. Um, so that was like a that I th- it just it just ha- it visually just looks even comparing that to like come on come on. It I don't know. I think that I am not a cinematographer, mm-hmm. so I have no understanding of how you like uh, give such style to something yeah. that's in black and white or you know like monochrome or whatever. But I think well, I just want to. Once again, once again, it feels so ostentatious to be like, oh, yes, my stamp of approval. Like, as if <laughs> anyone cares. Uh, but that's just something I just, I, I was happy to see that I got some love there. Yeah. And that looked really cool. For sure. Let's, um, let's bounce to some of the music again. Um, Ooh, love. Let's see. The song of the hour that one was no time to die which was by uh billy eilish and phineas how did you feel about that winning you know i don't know what possessed me <laughs> to not put that as my selection because uh i was like yeah of course it should have won that's an incredible and then watching uh their live performance i was like mm-hmm. yeah incredible. that was one of my favorites yeah I I, so I actually home. I think I wrote it down in like like the pre-show notes about like uh, giving you props and basically like kicking myself. Oh yeah, I think said was a good call. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I that uh, kicking myself. I think I got wrapped up. So I um um oh my gosh, predicted. I was like, what's the word? Predicted that the Encanto song would win. I think I was just biased because of its like virality right now. Right. Yeah. But. That is a great song. Um, and once again, hearing it live, Sarah, you get all the props for that because that was that was it. <laughs> well, thank you. You win all the other props for picking Dune for every category. Ah. And I was like, oh, there's there's no way. Like, I mean, this one's better than, than Dune or, you know. I did not think that Dune would win. I think that was everyone's shock, to be honest. Like, it yeah. was good, obviously. But I think I was even cheating when I was um, predicting. I was like, <laughs> I'm just like squatting. I was like, okay, it's not going to win all of these, but it's going to pick up some. That's so yeah. That yeah. was that, that was like, that was not indicative of my, uh, you know, good taste. That was me mm-hmm. just like playing the game so no. um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah but you uh you enjoyed their live performance oh 100 percent. i i i wouldn't call myself a huge billy eilish fan but i definitely enjoy like what she puts out um and like the moment this was like to be honest years ago because this was before covid um but when they announced that she was going to sing the theme song i was like I can see that. Like, I can see her honestly killing it. And she did. Um, it's a fun, it's not like a fun song. It's not something like you dance to, but it, like, it's a really nice ballad and it's really beautifully done. And props to Phineas because he puts oh. all of his, <laughs> all of his hard effort into, you know, making like the, the production of it. And I am a Hans Zimmer fan. So um, the fact that he scored the film and another note also scored dune which was really cool that he was kind of like i don't know like he was uh what's the word battling him himself like yeah. the nominations <laughs> uh for for having two different films with uh um, nominations so that was cool yeah they're such a talent i think that's the thing um 
for people who just think, oh, well, Billy's just for, you know, emotional mm-hmm. 15-year-olds. But then she comes out with, and her and Phineas come out with songs like that and performances like that. And you're like, no, they've earned <laughs> their space. Like, yeah. no one's doing, no one's doing, a lot of people I think are trying, but no one's doing it like they are. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was uh a beautiful performance. Um, yeah. Also, let's talk about, I know we talked about um, Encanto a minute ago, but the little Megan the Stallion feature was very uh, surprising, but I thought it was cool. I like yeah. the blending of genres. It was, yeah, it was interesting. I think, um, I think the overall consensus was that people just wanted to hear the original without like the extra effects but i i mean it's like the oscars so like you need to spice it up just a little bit um so yeah i didn't mind it it was pretty cool um i still love seeing um the original cast members up there and and singing like the first half of that uh the song that was really cool um really sad that lin-manuel couldn't be there um he posted on twitter that his wife had covid um and he was up for oscars obviously which if he won if he had one he would have gotten his egot so um a little sad for him yes um but there's always next time i know you know lynn will continue to make amazing content so uh a hundred percent that's you're not wrong but i don't think of it because i think of him as so young um But he's got so much ahead of him. I don't think that's uh, going to be, uh, you know. No, no, no. There'll be good. more films he produces and um, he creates. Like He was also, he's another one that was also kind of going against himself because um, Tick, Tick, Boom obviously mm-hmm. was up for nominations, which he had directed and then Encanto as well. So, which is cool. Awesome. Um, and it's kind of like the testament of, you know, artists being productive during COVID and still mm-hmm. creating things. Um, despite this past like two years so a hundred percent and I think that's um it's cool too that Lin-Manuel like directed that like a like a musical theater his directing uh, debut too yeah and I think what what a, what a beautiful like testimony are I, I just just that it's like oh one of our own are telling this mm-hmm. story D- different directors from different types of backgrounds coming out telling stories and mm-hmm. um but still once again honoring where we came from uh, like to uh i think this is when you were talking about your professor like it's like a show which i can understand it's like a you know <laughs> like a lot of pomp and circumstance like i am not a fan of the comedy bits like they could take all of like if they take all the comedy bits out so we have time that editors can like accept their awards and give their speeches i don't think that's yeah. a loss um but I, th- I thought that Kevin Costner's um, introduction yeah. to what that was. Wow. That was a moment. <laughs> I was like, yeah, damn it. That's what this is all about. This is the best industry in the world. You know, I was having one of those <laughs> like big moments because I was like, ah, beautiful. Yeah. This is what it is. So, yeah, 100 um, percent. Let's see. What else do we I guess we can't go about this episode without talking about the man of the hour which was will smith and him being up for best actor for king richard did you see that film uh i did not see king richard um not intentionally i just Mm -hmm. it just didn't have i just didn't happen to see it did you see it (laughs) I have not also. So we're in the same boat. I did. I had every intention to go see it. I just never got to it. Unfortunately, I think I was busy the weekend that it was like playing or something. But um, it's still on my list to watch because I definitely, definitely am interested in learning about that story because, you know, Serena and Venus Williams are incredible. um, And I kind of want to learn about their upbringing a little bit more than I already know absolutely (laughs) even the trailer taught me more than i realized that like you didn't know about their story so um yeah and from what i can tell like that's a win that seems to be like well received um yeah when it comes to uh best actor um so yeah that's definitely something we'll have to watch and then we'll have to reconvene (laughs) reconvene for a later date Um, And just one little just 
kind of a side note, but still relevant. Yeah. Um, Reba, 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 Reba. I was so happy to see Reba. And then I was squinting and I was like, is that Kevin Jonas? <laughs> Which I thought was, you know, one of those things that you never thought would happen. But yes. so, and Travis Barker, like the three, I was like, love it. <laughs> so that was, that was a cool, um, I love Reba. So that was a great moment. It, wasn't, it felt like we were just honoring these like industry veterans. And yeah, I like that. It's amazing. Um, yeah, I, I mean, TikTok's not really the best reliable source, but <laughs> I saw that like it was like this guy who was bartending for the Oscars. And he said the two nicest people that came up to him during the ceremony was Rami Malik and Reba. And that just, like, makes me feel good about life. Because, like, she's, like, you know, a Dolly Parton equivalent, I think, in my mind. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> love that, that. I'm going to accept that as canon um, and as truth. So. Yes. Facts. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Uh, so I guess, Sarah, I, as we're thinking about maybe wrapping things up, mm-hmm. let me just get your, like, one paragraph conclusion of your feelings on the 2022 oscars um i think um in light of the events that did happen i think uh though despite a little bit overshadowed there was a lot of amazing things to come out of the ceremony um a lot of incredible films that we've we haven't seen in a while i think because unfortunately the last couple of years have been a little bit disappointing and, and due to there being a lack of films in the industry, I think this was a really strong comeback for the film and television industry and for Hollywood in general. Um, a lot of amazing performances, all well-deserving, a lot of incredible documentaries and films and, and all different facets of production, whether it be sound or editing or uh, visual effects, music. I just think everyone's so deserving. I'm super, super happy that coda won um i couldn't think of a better film to be honest i'm like you know we all had the ones that we were rooting for but in the end like i think we're all still content with uh who won um in my mind i am um and yeah i was really happy about the ceremony and how things turned out uh there was no huge upsets besides you know the thing that happened but um as far as categories go i'm I totally understand and am glad that those categories won. That's really beautifully said, Sarah. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you should have gone you should have gone last. Um, oh. No, but no, sincerely, I think you've very well articulated my thoughts as well. Um yeah, I think it was just a, a great showing of talent mm-hmm. and it, it felt like, oh, we're back like Hollywood's back yeah. um and yeah I'm really excited even from an industry standpoint um with wins like Coda to see you know where things go in the future like I'm excited to see more of these underdog production companies distribution companies whatever kind of rise up kind of how a24 has in the past couple of years um I'm excited to see the shift and the opportunity for, you know, an even more diverse pool of artists to come in to tell more unique and more compelling stories and and to be honored for that, not just to be have the access to share, but, you know, be honored on Hollywood's biggest night. So I'm excited. Amazing. Absolutely. I am very excited to see what next year brings um and kind of like the the films that we'll be eyeing that are coming out later this year and things like that so we will have to uh come up so with some more podcast episodes to talk about films that we're seeing later this year because i'm sure there's going to be a lot of amazing ones oh yeah for sure and also too um there's a couple new tv things coming out that i'm excited about that's um, true. That's true. We can also have an Emmys uh, discussion uh, in the future. And, I go, <laughs> and it doesn't really fit our mold, 
but I do love the Tonys as well. So <laughs> I do. Yes. Let's just, just let's just cover every a major heck. Let's just yeah. throw in the Grammys that are coming up. Yeah, too. we yeah, just become just... an award show commentary <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Give it our two cents in the, in the, you know, in the ether of everyone giving their two cents. We should have done the BAFTAs that came out too, man. Like huh. we need to also do like the independent spirit awards. You like. know, that would definitely be probably in most in line with what we're talking yeah. about, to be honest. What, it, we're not, yeah. what, what is a brand? We don't know. <laughs> you know, know no. We're still molding ourselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're still like in the cocoon. Figure it out. Here we yes. are. Um, so with that, thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of Martini Shot. And to take a look at what we're working on, casting calls, newsletters, and more, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Nanico and our website at nanti.co, which is N-A-N-T-I dot C-O. We also are on YouTube and on TikTok. See you next week. Mm-hmm.